This is your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode number 116. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host, the girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm ecstatic that you are here. And before I get into the content, I wanted to tell you a couple of things. You may remember a few weeks ago, I recommended a book and said that I was going to recommend books that I thought that were really great. And one, an obvious one that um, probably many of you are going to be like, yep, I already read it or because you've heard me talk about it so much in my work and on the podcast is one of Brene Brown's uh, books. And it's actually the second book that she ever wrote. And it's called The Gifts of Imperfection. And I love this book. It's actually a shorter read. It's not it's not really, really long as some self-help books can get really heavy and long. And this one is not that at all. And what I love about this book is that she gets into what she calls the 10 guideposts for wholehearted living. And I will let you look at that book if that's something that you're interested in. But just a quick tidbit, I'm I'm about, mm, I don't know, 90% sure that I'm going to teach a class next year in 2017 where we're it's going to be kind of like part book club part journaling class part community amazing thing that doesn't have a name yet but it's going to be on this book that's how much I love this book and how much it's changed my life so we will link up to that in the show notes if you are interested in checking it out if you haven't already and I just wanted to also let you know you may have heard me talk over the last few months about the one-on-one private work that I do with women and I currently do what's called the Daring Way and that is based on Brene Brown's work, excuse me, had a little voice crack there, (laughs) based on her work. And um, it's amazing and it's transformational to say the least. And all of that information, if you're interested in reading more about the private work that I do with women, it's at yourkickasslife.com forward slash coaching. And it's very specific around uh, vulnerability and courage and showing up in your life in a values-based way and really taking a good look at fear and shame. We, we jump in the deep end in this work. So I am currently taking people to start in December of this year. I have a wait list. So if you are interested in hopping on the phone with me to see if it's a good fit for you, I do ask that you go and read about it first. And then let's see if it's a good fit. And there's a couple of ways to work with me by doing that. And you can read all about it on that page. So also, I wanted to just um, kind of give you a, this is something new I'm doing on the podcast. The podcast is just growing up over here. But I wanted just to give you kind of a sneak peek of what we have next week. I have a return guest coming next week. I'm really excited to bring you back. One of my friends, my friend and colleague Amy Pearson is back. And here's a quick clip of what we're going to be talking about. Um, And so what happens, though, when you are spending your time sort of obsessed with whether or not you're being validated or on the other side of that coin, whether or not someone is going to judge you or leave you out or um, reject you, most what, what, what happens is you end up creating a life that doesn't fit you. Mm-hmm. And so you, you end up surrounding yourself with people 
who do not and not, that don't get you or you end up working in a job where you know it, it's not you feel like you're swimming upstream and this is by the way why a lot of us feel like a fraud is yeah. because you know we're we're acting like a fraud in our lives oh yeah fun stuff right okay so here we go into today's content and this one is called six reasons you're afraid and what to actually do about it because the thing is everyone has fear I don't care if you've led a completely charmed life or you've had the emotional shit kicked out of you time and time again, whether you have self-confidence, whether you're Miss America, whether you're a college student, doesn't matter. We all have fear. And let me break down for you. What I want to do is kind of break down for you the most common things people are afraid of. And I've left out things like spiders and zombies and the dark because this is mostly about like the being part. You already know that coming to this podcast. And I just, you know, just to add, zombies are a completely valid thing to be afraid of. Okay, so here we go. Fear of failure. Fear of not making the team. Fear of not getting that promotion. Fear of your marriage falling apart and getting a divorce. Fear of being rejected when you ask someone out on a date. So instead, because all of those are really, really scary, instead we just don't try at all. We sit on the sidelines of our life and watch everyone else doing things we want to do and convince ourselves that they must have some kind of secret sauce or maybe they have like an immunity to hurt or perhaps they're just fearless like you keep hearing about and seeing all these memes on Pinterest. So the bottom line is a lot of times you feel alone in those fears. What is also really valid and I see is really common that I don't think gets talked about as often is the fear of success. Maybe fear of being in the limelight, having to sustain your success if you've had a little bit or a lot of it, and and fear of having to keep moving forward, to keep taking those steps up the ladder. Fear of shining too bright and making other people uncomfortable fear of showing off. So again, sometimes if you have that fear, you might play small to avoid feeling any of that. Another fear is the fear of other people's judgments, their opinions, their criticism, their words, their opposition, their breathing, whatever. We do care what other people think of us. We do. And it's like, it's again, it's the... It's that absolute that drives me crazy when, when we see like, just don't ever care what other people think of you. Don't take things personally. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that I truly believe that no one out there literally gives zero fucks, which we see a lot. But the real fear, I think a lot of time, is the just plain old the fear of the haters, the, the fear of the critics. For instance, our parents might think we're crazy for leaving our crap marriage or our friends might tell us starting our own business might be too hard and then those anonymous people on the internet can be really really mean right so let's play it safe let's not risk criticism from anyone if we don't do anything risky or big or creative then we don't have to risk that at all other people's judgments opinions criticism words whatever Another fear is the fear of the unknown, the fear of uncertainty, 
fear of change. Sounds scary, right? What I've come to learn about this one is that pretty much everything in life is unknown. I know. I was a little bit upset when I kind of had to come to that truth as well. But there are no guarantees ever. You could get hit by a bus tomorrow. I hate to say it, but you could. So we try our damnedest to control this unknown. We play safe in order to get some crumbs from the unknown, right? Here's another really common one. Fear of feeling your feelings. And I'm pretty sure I'm an expert here because I've used every vice to numb my feelings known to man, except gambling. I never really got into gambling. It's a good thing, right? It's been several years now that I've made an honest effort to let all of those vices go and actually feel my feelings. And I will be the first to tell you it can be downright scary. So I get it. It can be big things or little things that get thrown our way. And instead of actually dealing with it and facing it and processing it, we eat, drink, shop, uh, you know, too much time on the internet, obsess on something else until we think it kind of goes away, right? And the truth is, unfortunately, it never does. And here's the last fear that I'm going to mention. The fear of confrontation. And I I hate the word, I think the word confrontation kind of gets a bad rap because when I hear the word confrontation, I I think of like arguing and just, you know, and, and fighting. But more specifically, the fear of awkward conversations, the fear of conflict. And I think that there's a huge difference between, you know, quote unquote confrontation slash conflict and uncomfortable, awkward conversations. And any of that that I mentioned, I don't think are ever easy. And I'm sure that we all know that family, or maybe we are in one, that will not talk about the giant elephant or elephants in the room. Or the manager at work that will not have that conversation with your coworker and that coworker totally sucks at their job. The big problem is that when those conversations are avoided, it prevents you from setting boundaries that need to be in place. And when those boundaries are not set and in place, you end up pissed off and resentful. So in a nutshell, the thing that all of these fears have in common, no matter what they are, in order to get past them is they require action. And sometimes they require massive action. All the people that are killing it out there in their careers, in their relationships, with their goals, their only secret is that they got their asses, they got off their asses and did something. They actually did a lot of something. And the excuses and stories that come out of your mouth are just that, excuses and stories. They got off their ass and did the hard thing like set a boundary. They did the hard thing like going after that promotion and risked failure, risked getting turned down. So the truth is, if you have something big that you want to do, or maybe it's a lot of little things that you want to tweak in order to change your life to actually feel happier, but you keep convincing yourself your excuses are valid, I challenge you 
to stop complaining about your situation if you are refusing to take action on it. I'm asking 30 days, okay? So the challenge is, is that you're not allowed to utter one complaint about your sucky job, about your asshole partner, or whatever the fuck it is that you refuse to take action on because you're afraid. Because my friends, think about the alternative. Stay in your situation that sucks, don't take action, and look out long term say five or 10 years. In five or 10 years from now, think about how you're going to feel if things are exactly the same and the way you don't want them to be. Still, five, 10, 20 years. Maybe you need to deal with some stuff with a therapist. And by the way, that's taking massive action right there. Or maybe it's as simple as you need to get off your ass and make things happen. You are the only one that knows. You listening to this right now might be thinking, oh, I think she's probably talking about that one thing that I need to do. And I'm not saying that some of your excuses, you know, some of your excuses probably are very valid. But that doesn't mean it's okay for you to accept unhappiness and for you to accept mediocrity and just to settle. And if you're kind of like, well, that's just how I'm going to do it, then that, that's your life. That's your choice. But my, the bottom line, I think, and what I want you to walk away with is just to take the challenge of not complaining for 30 days on stuff in your life that you're unhappy about, that you are absolutely unwilling to take action on. Having that hard conversation, making the phone call writing the letter to go after that promotion, finally looking for a new job, asking that person out on a date, all of those things. All right? So that's all I got for you. And looking forward to seeing you next week as I bring Amy Pearson on for another fabulous interview over here on the podcast. And until next time, Ask Kickers, I will see you out in cyberspace. Bye-bye.